Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi, I'm Sam. And I'm Erica. We are the Sugar Craft Junkies and this is our podcast. It's for professionals, home bakers and everyone in between. Each month we'll bring you the latest news, ones to watch and so much more. So stay tuned. Good morning, Erica. Good morning, Sam. (laughs) How are you? I'm very good, thank you. How are you? Yes, I'm not too bad, thank you. Well, I suppose... I suppose we should say Happy New Year, even though it's now February, technically, because this is our first one of the year. But That's very true, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it seems to have gone incredibly quickly, I have to say, though. It has. Have you had a nice little two-month break? Um, it's, it's, been, it's been mixed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to tell me about it? <laughs> oh, uh, we've got a therapy session. <laughs> Okay, so in a nutshell, uh, we did have a lovely Christmas. Very nice Good. family Christmas. Very nice. Um, and then there's been a combination of it going downhill and then coming back up the other side. So, okay. <laughs> so about oh a week a week ago, just over a week ago, my dad fell and fractured his hip. Oh, so oh yes, yeah, so I've been up and down to hospital for a while. And he seems to be on the mend. Okay. He's, uh, he had a half hip replacement. Um, I had a I had a small birthday uh, in between. Oh, well, mm-hmm. <laughs> I call it small. We'll just keep it that way. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> however, that did mean that I got to go to the theatre. Oh, um, lovely. Yes. Went to, that's twice, Erica. When, got, is, when is your birthday? Just out of interest, because I don't uh, know. It's it's just gone. <laughs> so late January. We're not so we're not knowing it down. It's the end of January, and uh, so we went to uh, see Magic Goes Wrong. Oh at yeah, the, at the Apollo Theatre, which was it was very good. Um, parts of it I found very funny. Parts of it not so funny. But I have seen the play that goes wrong, which I found incredibly funny. Mm. So okay. if you want to watch the, the wrong way round, go and see Magic Goes Wrong first and then go and see a play that goes wrong because you won't compare, you know. Yeah. I was comparing too much. Um, but it was a good night and it was the first time really that we've taken the kids up to a nice theatre in London. Okay. Uh, which my son just spent all of his time going, rich people come here, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> so he looks and some cheapskates too yeah. <laughs> that'll be me <laughs> I got I actually I was quite pleased because I did get uh the tickets in the January sale oh yeah and uh I think we were talking about that weren't we before mm. um so yeah so I got um 90 whatever pound tickets for 30 pounds each perfect New Year's sale is always worth checking out. It's the official London Theatre's the website. Yes. And they do tickets in January to February, sometimes through to March. Mm. And you'll get top price tickets for like 15. Sometimes, yep. I think some of the tickets start from 10, but yep. up to like £40. Yeah. No. And yeah. No, well it's a good it. time to go. Good time to mm. go. And it was lovely to be out because uh, obviously 
none of us have been out for very much in the last couple of years. So that was good. Yeah. Um, and then I got to go out for two meals. So I've been out for three nights on the trot. Good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> and now I can just, you know, <laughs> that's Love enough about. for the year now. <laughs> Don't pace yourself over the year. No, let's no. just do the hit in one go. Um, Get it out of the way. <laughs> yeah. So, so we did that. And then just to top that, um, we've got a doggy. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was also um, a very quick last minute thing as well. Um, okay. So we have been thinking about it for a long time, for probably for a couple of years. I don't, yeah. like, to, I don't like to rush into these things. However, yeah. um, he's a rescue dog. And we got him, uh, actually, it's a, it's a page on Facebook and their Second Chance Spaniel Rescue. Okay. And essentially, if you're interested in a dog, you just send off a little bit of blurb and say, yes, we're interested. And you answer all their questions. And we've done a few. I, I just kind of got to the point where I just left my husband to it. And then suddenly he messages me going, oh, we're going to have a home check. This is Friday. Bear in mind, <laughs> we're now on Monday. And they went and got him yesterday. Okay. <laughs> so it all happened very quickly. It was very, very quick, yes. And we hadn't told our kids about it at all because <laughs> they would have gone absolutely bonkers. So the first they knew about it was when they got home from school on Friday because um, they had been going on about wanting a dog as well for quite a long time and we'd kind of delayed and delayed and I wanted to it just needed to be the right time for us all yeah yeah um so so and, and then suddenly it happens very quickly so yeah so we went out and bought a dog bed on Friday and my daughter walked in and went what <laughs> and then has uh spent her time chanting continuously we're getting a dog um until Sunday when the realisation of having gone out for a meal Saturday night <laughs> and having to get up at 5.30 in the morning to go to Yorkshire to collect him. Oh, my God. <laughs> just a short trip. It was just a short trip, yes. But but he was, he was back. He was very good last night. He's extremely placid. He's a oh. cross between a Brittany Spaniel and a Springer Spaniel. And he's 15 months old. Oh, so only little. He's only little. He's called Jacob. And oh. he's he's lovely. He's real he's a real cutie. He's been fine. And he is now currently being taken out so we can chat without lovely. me having some dog boinging everywhere. Which may change, <laughs> Erica. Yeah. <laughs> depending on how how well and how quickly we've we've trained him. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah so so that was that was one thing oh and i won a, an award as well oh i, <laughs> I won, saw well done yeah, i won an award from hitched hitched uk um wedding award 2022 you know Lovely. everything comes in floods january is yeah. gonna be done for me you know give me the rest of you'll be asking me what i've been doing like nothing, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> i walked a dog <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, I'm on a university visits now because my daughter is looking to go to uni next year. Mm -hmm. So I've been to Winchester and checked out Winchester University. 
Um, and I think we've kind of found the nicest university first. Okay. <laughs> She's in love with it. So, What kind of um, subject is she looking to do? She wants to do forensics. Oh, okay. Yeah, so she's uh, she's doing psychology, biology, and chemistry A levels. Okay. So we're keeping everything crossed for her that she mm. gets what she wants to gain. Yeah. And then we had a really nice evening uh, on our Sugarcraft Guild mm. um, night last Wednesday, which was really it was absolutely lovely, and those. Cheeky lot also presented me with a birthday cake, which was absolutely Aww. lovely, um, and and a few prezzies. That was nice, yeah. and yeah. So we had Karen Lawson from the Fruitcake Factory, who is also one of our members, and we yeah. did a hands-on pressure piping evening. I saw the pictures; it looked good. It was really good. I would send you a photo of mine, but I had to put mine into a bag. And by the time I got home with cake and prezzies and everything, my pressure piping is like squished pressure piping. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was it was a really good night. Absolutely lovely. There was I think there was about seventeen or eighteen of us. Mm. So that yes. was good. And then I did um, the Heaver Castle showcase again. Oh, uh, the other week. Um, so yeah, it's been busy, 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 and it was lovely to meet lots of people. Good and sleep. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the next few weeks recovery. It is, yeah. Except you right. won't be because there'll be a dog jumping on you at like five oh, in the no. morning. I know, I know. Oh, and the other thing is the um, I've been asked to do some free classes. Obviously, I'm getting paid for them, but to deliver them free for uh, kids over the half term as well. So oh, okay. I'm in the process of prepping those. Um, so I'm going to do some love bug cupcakes and I'm going to do some dinosaur uh, cookies. Nice. So, yeah. Uh, over and out, Erica. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, we did something together, didn't we? We did. Between Christmas and New Year. Yes. So we had a belated podcast Christmas do. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> the best time to do it between Christmas and New Year because nothing really happens. Everything's open. Everything's pretty quiet. So um, It was so we, nice. It was very nice to actually see you in person because I think it's probably yes. been about nine months. Yeah. Um, yeah been a long time because yeah. we just talk over the internet and don't even look at each other because it makes us describe things better so <laughs> we cut our cameras off <laughs> so we went to go and see um Matthew Bourne's The Nutcracker at Sadler's Wells yeah brilliant. and had a little wander around Borough Market and round the South Bank sort of way and we yeah. ate yeah <laughs> very nice very nice indeed yeah, yeah. Very, very nice. Lovely very day. pleasant day. Yes. yes. I um, think we might have to have a summer outing, Erica. What do you think? Oh, I think that could be arranged. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Any excuse. Um, I went to Backyard Cinema, which I know we've talked about off, off air oh, before. Oh, yes. Yeah. I took my niece. So it's a cinema that does a kind of experience beforehand, I guess. Yeah. And it was the Winter Garden one I think we went to. I've can't remember my memory's terrible but mm. basically it was a little sort of immersive theater a bit before and you get taken through this little magical forest and the cinema's all pretty and they've got a little bit of a show before the, the actual cinema oh, 
bit. Um, and yeah, they're very, very pretty. They've got some little fireworks, some bubbles. The um, seats are theme baggy seats so they can sort of lounge around. Oh, I took my cool. niece as a little Christmas treat and we went to go and see A Christmas Carol. Oh, nice. So it was a little niece. She got a bit too scared of one of the guys who was in the theatre thing and oh, cried. Nice. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> and then because she was crying when we got into the theatre, one of the ushers like tried to speak to her and she was still in tears. So they took her behind the bar and gave her some free popcorn. So I thought you were going to say, they it took her behind the bar bad. and gave her a bottle of gave beer. Gave a shot. <laughs> <laughs> no, they let her pick a free bag of popcorn, so it wasn't oh. all bad. She got over that quite quickly. And then um, immediately you started crying, just so you could get Yeah. <laughs> Where's my popcorn? <laughs> Love it. <laughs> but yeah, it was good. It was good. Um, and she enjoyed the film, which was good. Um I've done a lot of tidying because I'd sort of saved it for in case we had a lockdown and we didn't. So I felt like, okay, this is getting out of hand now. So I've tidied up the workshop and I've tidied up the loft because the loft was just like a collection of boxes for every single thing that we've ever bought in our entire life. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh. so uh, a lot of stuff got put in the recycling and I've bought a little, like a cage sort of shelving and just shoved loads of boxes in it so they're not just all over the floor. Yeah. Um, because a lot of them are for all the Lego and pop vinyl pop figure things and all that yeah. sort of stuff. So it's a lot of little boxes that Matt's got up there. So they're all in there. Um, I also went to the snow centre in Hemel Hempstead and did a skiing lesson. Wow, oh, that's Which, really impressive. I don't. I've never been skiing. I have. So there used to be a dry slope in Orpington, which closed probably about 10, 15 years ago. But when I was a kid, if you were in brownies or scouts or anything like that, um, you would have been there at least once a year on a trip. So I've been a number of times as a child, so I could ski, but I'd never really skied on proper snow before. Um, And the snow centre is real snow. And I thought, you know what? I really fancy it. I've got some money for Christmas. I'm going to go. So I put myself onto a lesson because you've got to be a certain standard. And I thought, well, it's been a long time since I've done it, I'd have yeah. no idea what standard I'm at. So I went in quite low. Um, went for level two and there's six levels and loved it. Absolutely loved it. I cannot wait to go again. Um, they signed me off up to sort of level four is the next one I need to do. And oh, then once right. you level, I think it's five or six, you can, you know, go by yourself. You don't need a lesson. But yeah. it was, it was so much fun, Sam. Basically, you don't need anything because it's indoors. Yeah. You can hire all the stuff, but you just need a warm jacket and some gloves and they give you the boots and the skis and oh, wow. that's all included. Um, so, yeah, you basically need to bring your own gloves and socks and that's about it. Oh, excellent. Yeah, so much fun. So much fun. I loved it. Um, so I want to do that again. And obviously it's a lot cheaper than going abroad to ski, but I've also discovered you can go skiing in Scotland. So that's a possibility, but there's not Ooh. much snow there at the minute. I know, but that would be quite so, good. Yeah. But once you're signed off, you can book, I think it's about 35, 40 pounds for a two hour like lift pass. Right. It's really that bad considering they include your boots hire and your ski hire and everything in that. Oh, cool. So yeah. Oh. So actually... 40 quid's not too bad. It's a lot cheaper than a trip yeah, anywhere else. True, yeah. What made you decide <laughs> to go there and do that? I've been looking at it for years and there's one in Hemel Hempstead and there's one in Milton Keynes and it was just right. a case of which is cheaper and easier to get to and it yeah. was Hemel. 
Yeah. But it was a very nice centre. The girl who taught our group lesson was really friendly and really encouraging. So, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Oh, well, excellent. Mm. It just felt so nice and free when you're going down from like, I only got to do the the little slope. Yeah. I wasn't ready for the big slope yet, but I went from the top. I was like, oh, it feels so nice. Oh, cool. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'd probably fall over straight away. (laughs) <laughs> my my balance isn't great at the best of times oh. <laughs> that's an option <laughs> yeah we'll just turn it into sledging <laughs> exactly exactly um i've also so two cookie related things i got some cookie cutters for christmas Ooh. which i ordered off of etsy they were like custom shape ones mm-hmm. um because I just wanted some basic shapes. So I've got a, like a window, sh- oh, I'm not explaining it very well, like an arched window shape one. Yes. Like a square with a round top, a knob yeah. on the round top. Um, I've got a long plaque one for like a name and one that's got the same sort of thing, but with space for flowers on the end. Okay. Uh, what else did I get? Hexagon, I think. It might have six sides, I can't remember. <laughs> I'm not doing a very good job of, of remembering <laughs> what I've ordered. But basically, they were quite sort of simple shapes, yeah. but hard to find simple shapes. Okay. And I've used them once. They cut so well. They're 3D printed ones. I thought they might oh. be a bit blunt, but they're not at all. They cut really well. Okay. Um, so I've cut a load of them, baked a new recipe, frozen at one, just to check, obviously. Obviously. Uh, be rude not the to, rest. isn't it? It would be very rude not to. Froze the rest with the intention of using them as like little gifty things. So yes. I can just unfreeze a couple when I need them, decorate a couple and oh, And how did you freeze them? Have you just left them all in a box together or have you yep. put anything in between them? Or No, I just froze them. Okay. Didn't put anything in between them. Um, initially, I did when I did the first lot a while ago because I was doing yeah. a class but I discovered after that that they didn't need it. If they touched, they didn't stick together. Okay. Fine. Okay. Um, and I also signed up for Avalon Yarns, her online school. I did a One Sweet Christmas event. Yeah. Which was like a sort of day-long online um, thing of classes, basically, cookie-type classes. Oh. And... That was on offer over Christmas, so I signed up to that. And I haven't watched very much of it yet, but what I have watched, I have really enjoyed. Um, a lot of our ones to watch are on there. So there oh. is Avalon Yarns, Cake with oh, Cakes by Timbo, um, Sarah's Cookie Jar, Jodie Faris, Karina Maguire, Crumb Cake Confection, Shannon Bond, Joshua John Russell, Amy Pope, Painted Pastry, Natalie Sidesurf, Sudan Esper, Sandy Beltran, Arlene Chua, Julia Usher, Sonia of Lima Cakes. Oh. So it's like, is that 10? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, no, 10, 11, 12. 15, I think it is, tutorials. And they're all different. So uh, the Julia Usher one I've watched so far, and that's a 3D bauble, like hanging bauble cookie ornament thing. Yeah. Um, I want to watch the Arlene Chur one. That's a Mrs. Claus bake shop. So that's like a cookie, but a 3D scene. Right. Um, Natalie Side Surf is a Santa Head bauble. Okay. Um, there's some really nice different cookie ones. What's the other one I've watched so far? Oh, Jennifer Reese. Do you remember? She was Cheese Good Gosh Ganache. And do you remember yes. we talked about the Light Up Llama? Yes. That's on there. That's oh, one really? of the classes. Yep. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, us. Um, so yeah, that's all I've watched so far, and they've been very good. So I'm going to slowly work my way through the others, but they're at least an hour long each, so it's going to be a bit of a job. <laughs> It'll keep you off the streets, Erica. It will keep me out of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> that's about it. That's that's been quite a busy couple of months, I think, for us. You mm. know, it has. It has. <laughs> what have you found that's new? Well, I have found a few things. So I'm going to say, first of all, the Cake Professionals, they've got their, they've announced their regional events. So they're doing one, two, three, four, five this year. So you've got Glasgow on the 21st of March, Leeds on the 28th, Leicester on the 29th of March, Taunton on the 4th of April and Reading on the 5th of April. And they're all £75 and they are roughly half past nine for a 10 o'clock start and end sort of half two, three. So mm-hmm. that'll be good. I would like to go to the Reading one, I think. Yes, I think I may well be doing the same. That's a Tuesday, isn't it? Mm, I think. Now you're asking. I did no, I'm sure it's a Tuesday because um, I was I was going to be absolutely gutted if it was a Monday because obviously I'm now teaching on Mondays. Oh, <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, and I need Sorry. to put in for leave because I'm working. So, oh, I think I did that already. I've done oh, that. See, look did at you. That. And then I couldn't remember and I got it back. I was like, what was that for? <laughs> 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 it's always for something. I was like, what am I doing? What was no, that? There you go. Now you know. <laughs> That's what it is, yeah. Um, we've also got Evil Cake Genius have got some origami texture sheets out. Um, these are for use with ganache and they are um it's like a plastic sort of yes. former that you fill with ganache and then you wrap around your cake and then stick it in the fridge or the freezer and then peel it off when it's done um I really like the origami cake look I don't mm. know how messy or non-messy these are going to be but I'm just looking at the one with the small diamondy shapes and yeah. that one is $10.79 normally $11.99 um it's 19 and 7 eighths of an inch by 4 and 3 eighths of an inch. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> to be specific. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing you could easily use it for a shorter cake. I think you'd struggle with a taller one. Yeah. But they've got three or four designs, I believe. Um, yeah. So those are out and they look quite nice and they're something a bit different, I think. Yes. When we've also got the, um, so we thought this was new, but it may not, it may just be new to cake. The Polaroid 3D candy pen. Yes. Which is being sold by, I think it's cake stuff. It is on cake stuff. Yes, it is. Yeah. 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 I'm not sure about these only because my nephew got a 3D pen for Christmas I want to say three Christmases ago because it was the one before the pandemic. Yeah. And quite frankly, it looked amazing on all the pictures and all the videos that you see. And then when you came to use it, it was like a gloopy mess that you absolutely just could not control anyway. It was like, you know, when you use a glue gun, the glue just won't stop coming out. Yes. It was like that. (laughs) That's exactly what, do you know, that's exactly what it was reminding me of was a glue gun. The way that it just kind of poured out and actually there are if you go onto youtube um there's some really interesting uh people on there that have done some <laughs> reviews and i was watching one before we started recording and it was quite amusing uh yeah. watching him um trying to create a flower 
and I got the impression that actually the uh, I'm going to call them glue sticks. They're not the the edible sticks that go in. They just don't last yeah. very long. No, and I think it's quite expensive as well. So the pen itself yeah. is twenty nine pound ninety five. The, yeah. the normal price is thirty four ninety nine. Yeah, and the cartridges are even more. So if you want a mixed pack, you can get forty eight for twenty two eighty five. Yeah. Or 40 of the same colour for nineteen seventy-five. Yeah. So you're so looking at about expensive. 50 quid. Yeah, and I'm not sure you'd really be able to make anything that looks that refined. No, well, he was using... Um, so the, the pen comes with four uh, four sticks of uh, strawberry flavour. Okay. So, so they've got okay. different, so mm-hmm. different colours and different flavours. So they've got yeah. pink, which is strawberry. Surprisingly, orange, which is orange. Yeah. Um, yellow, which is lemon. Green, that's apple. Purple is grape and brown is cola. But this guy was doing, he put two cartridges in because I think you put two, you have to put two in at a time. Okay. Um, And he used, he had to refill making his flour. Um, So that was nearly three cartridges already. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And that was just a one. You know, you kind of outline it as though you've got a glue gun, so you can put a template underneath, or you can just do it mm. freehand, and then you just go round and do your design. And I think that uh, some of them they were so you can take peel that off, and then you can do another one, and then you can stick it inside the other one. And I mean, it was is okay. it flexible, or is it is it well, hard? Well, I think I'm not sure whether it goes hard because they show. They show you. They show doing um, lollies, mm. um, but they also showed if you um, like drawing a straight line with it, and then you can bend it up and twist it. So whether it stays, uh, I reckon it might be. And then I reckon it, it might be like isomalt, and it it gradually sets. Well, I wonder whether it sets, and I wonder whether it whether it um, like frosts over or anything, or whether mm. it stays clear because it's clear. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. I think it's a lot of money for something that you could probably achieve. You could achieve with isomalt, obviously, or probably gelatine. Yeah. Um, to a large extent. Um, but, you know, I don't, I don't know whether it's going to have a lot of additional uses. Yeah, I think I think it's a fun toy, fair enough. Yeah. But um yeah, I'm not sure you'd get the I'm not sure you'd get a refined enough look for something that you'd want to use. Yeah, well, you, there's no control over how fast it comes out, so no, you you've got to go, you've got to go with the flow. <laughs> mm. Yes, <laughs> yeah, literally, you've got to go with the flow. Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah, you get to the point where you know, so so it would seem that you've got to use up each cartridge in order to be able to stop. Which seems a bit of a waste. I don't know. No, I think you is just turn off? it off. Yeah, oh, there right, is okay. obviously you just unplug it because it's got a heating element in it, yes. isn't it? So when you Are turn you... the pen off, yeah. it will cool down, but it will keep like spewing out this stuff until it yes. cools down. So yeah, I think uh, I, I'm not sure I'd want to invest in one. No, <laughs> <laughs> the long and short I'll join of you it. On that. Yeah, <laughs> I've um, got better things to spend sixty quid on. Yeah, definitely. Um, I also found, which I'm just going to mention because we haven't mentioned any of her stuff before. Mm-hmm. Just after we recorded, Laura Lucades, um announced that she had some aprons that were going on sale and they looked really cute. And in the meantime, they seem to have sold out. So are no longer in her shop. So uh, what, how do you, you spell can't... her name? How do you spell her name? L-O-U-K-A-I-D-E-S. 
Okay. So she was really well known around the time that Molly Robbins started getting famous for her carved dog cakes. Right, okay. And carved animal cakes. I'm sure she won one of the Cake International ones. But um, she's done, she does quite a lot of graphic design type stuff. Okay. And has got her shop's basically just got stickers and a, and a duvet left in it currently. Um, but the aprons looked really nice. I don't know how much they are because stupid me didn't look it up at the time. I just thought, oh, yeah, I'll keep that. <laughs> <laughs> hey. um, they look nice. Her stickers are nice. They're all um, her designs. And mm-hmm. they're quite fun. They're a bit sort of kawaii, quite colourful. Um, I'm just trying to send you a picture. Here you go. I don't think there'll be a price because they're not in the shop anymore. But oh. they're, there are ones with cake slices, basically, in different colours. Um, but she does the cake slices of stickers as well. And she does the cake slices of the bedspread. And they're not that expensive. She's got a shop on Redbubble. Yes, she does. But oh, okay. previously has done T-shirts and stickers and posters and phone cases and that sort mm. of thing. Yeah. Oh, no, maybe not that. Maybe that's not her. Maybe that's just in general. Um, but, yeah, currently there's just stickers and a bedspread on there. Okay. So her stuff's nice. Um, her, her work's also nice. But the aprons are now apparently all gone. So, <laughs> <laughs> so there so you don't, go. Don't go <laughs> and try and buy one. <laughs> <laughs> they might come back. You never know. What have you found, Sam? Um, what have I found? So... Well, first of all, the sad news of a piece of cake in Tame that um, has is closing. Yeah. So they've put on here, it is with great regret that I must inform you that I've taken the sad decision to close a piece of cake with the effect from Friday the 18th of March 2022. Sadly, the advent of COVID-19 and the lockdowns that followed in 2020 and 21 had a significant impact on our trade. And add to this the result of the full implementation of leaving the European Union in January 2021 and the additional customs duties applicable to our European customers is no longer feasible for a piece of cake to continue trading. This has been a difficult decision to make and I would like to thank each and every one of our customers as well as our loyal staff members from those who have attended our classes to those who have ordered online from all over the globe as well as those who continue to visit the shop when able, a heartfelt thank you for supporting the business over the years. Pauline Carr. Which I thought was quite sad, really, Aww. because it's yet another shop that's that's suffered as a result of COVID and and us leaving the EU. Yeah. So, so yes, yeah, so if you want anything from then, you've got until the 18th of March. Yeah, their flower place was always very good, a piece of cake. And they yes. were always very good for flower stuff. They had a very good stock of They did, like, yes, I bought from them several times. Wires and that sort of thing. Oh, that's so a that's, shame. that's very sad. Um, so moving on from that is um, Lizzie Lou Valentine Range Launch. Um, okay. They've got a geometric heart cookie cutter. They've got a lot of cookie cutters actually on there with embossers, and they do look. Mm. Uh, I quite like the designs. There's some quite different designs, um, but there's this geometric heart, and it almost looks like you make a large cookie, and you as you cut into the um, dough. Um, it kind of divides it, so it's kind of like a share. You can break a piece off 
is what it oh, looks okay. like to that me. Looks nice. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. That looks um, nice. So, and then you can decorate each piece individually. So yeah. the small ones are currently fifteen pounds. I think they go up by the looks of it. Um, the medium is seventeen fifty, and the large is twenty pounds. So the small one is 140 millimetres wide, even though I've put a 140 metres. It's not metres. <laughs> that would be, be a one, big cookie. One large cookie. Just one, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not sure I'll get that in my oven. Um, so 140 millimetres wide by 125 millimetres high. The mm. medium is 180 by 160. And the large is 220 by 195. They look, I, I quite like the look of them, actually. I do think it'll take me a long time to decorate it, but <laughs> um, it's, a, it's a little nice. bit different. It's a bit different. Yeah. Um, and the embossers that they've got, they, they're ranging from about £5.50 to £6. So I would say go and have a look on Lizzie Lou if you're interested in doing uh, Valentine's cookies. Um, mm. they've, they've got some really nice stuff on there. So I was quite, yeah. Yeah, I was quite impressed with that. They've um, also got, and I don't know if I've just not seen these before, some metal cake scrapers as well. The like fluted edge and zigzaggy type. I think they've zigzag. had those around for a, for a while. Have um, they? Yeah, I think they bought those out shortly after. What was it? Two years ago, I think that I saw them oh, okay. at the Cake Professionals. So they had uh, they had a plastic scraper there, um, yeah. but then I think since then they've developed uh, the metal ones. Okay. And then they've gone into all of these other bits. Yeah. So yeah, they. they I, I quite like what they're producing. Hmm. Um, so yeah, so it's Lucy Lou. Very nice. Shall we move on to our amazing uh, topic this uh, this month? Yeah, we've got a very exciting guest, haven't we? We have. Yes. Go on, you tell. Do them. we need to? <laughs> or do we need to explain a little before? Uh... <laughs> um well yes it was it was quite entertaining uh so so our guest this month is robert haynes from sugar flower studio and um it all got a bit confusing uh because i'd been speaking to him before Chris, i think it was just before christmas mm. um and arranged we arranged a date and time to uh record with him and then the day before, he also had another recording. So when I went to uh, send him an invite to record, he thought he'd already recorded, particularly as the other person was also called, well, Sammy from a certain <laughs> business of cake making <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very poorly planned that the people with the same name set up the interviews, isn't it? <laughs> and that... Yes, we're both cake podcasts. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. So he'd so he'd been in contact with uh, Sammy's husband and said, "Well, you better tell her that we've arranged for tomorrow." And <laughs> and at the same time, he then deleted my email because he thought that I was going a bit do lally and had already recorded. <laughs> and you may you may still be do lally, but just well, not yes. in that time. No. <laughs> just not on that occasion. No. <laughs> So, um, so yeah, so there may be a few references to um, Sammy in the, in the uh, interview, and and that is why. And Sammy is fully aware, fully aware 
of what has happened now and thinks it's absolutely hilarious. <laughs> so we hope you enjoy listening to our interview with Robert Haynes or chat with Robert Haynes. Okay, so today we have um, the amazing Robert Haynes joining us. Hello, Robert. Robert's gone back to bed. You said be quiet. (laughs) (laughs) Robert Robert needs to get out of bed now. (laughs) Yeah, Robert's had a little bit of a headache this morning, but he's feeling, he's fighting fit and uh, ready to talk to Samantha and Erica. Good morning. I don't usually get called Samantha, but thank you. Very formal. So I'm very yes, I'm very posh today. <laughs> oh, and happy new year. Yes, happy new year. Yeah, I know. We're always seven days in. Who'd believe it? Yes. In ten days' time my uh my masterclass starts. So uh I know. That's really exciting. Very, very exciting. I'll tell you what, start by telling us a little bit about yourself and then tell us about your masterclass. Um, okay. I was Brought up on a farm up in Bolton, um, and uh, this is kind of where my love of of flowers came from. Um, we moved to Brazil for five and a half years from the age of um, seven till 13. So lived up in the Amazon and was running around, oh, wow. chasing around fly wow. nets, trying to catch butterflies and stuff. Um, and um, uh, came back to the UK, uh, went to college. Um, catering college um, and then uh, spent uh, all of my life <laughs> uh, most of my life as as a chef um, up in up in Bolton and then moved down to London worked in uh, lots of um, hotels and then went into the contract catering side of things where it's seven till um, half past three in the afternoon um, working for lots of lawyers and solicitors and banks up in the top right in the director's um, lunches um, where they're having like seven course lunches with wine to go with each course. Oh, God. <laughs> a called... banquet every day. Yeah. yeah, that's why they're called the big fat cats upstairs. <laughs> and, um, and then from that, um, it was a case of, you know, I've, I've got an eye for presentation and, you know, the, the smears on the plate and doing, uh, you know, presenting is that, things nice. is that a technical term Robert yeah yes <laughs> on the <laughs> um <laughs> a bit of a, a bit of caviar and a crisp and you're away you know? <laughs> <laughs> um and but I, I I have been making sugar flowers like since I was 14 um making birthday cakes like for family members and then Christmas cakes and then started doing cakes uh, for selling cakes as well um, and just with the offcuts of the of the rollout icing, I was rolling those up into a, like a little bit of a um, a sausage roll, kind of like a little Swiss roll, and that was my interpretation of rose. Um, no, I don't have photographs, and no, I won't ever share. Them. <laughs> <laughs> but we all start somewhere. Um, Absolutely. And, uh, and and then then from from that, um, I then went to a, a sugar show um, at Squire's Kitchen. Um, and then showed them uh, the British Sugar Guild some of my photographs. Uh, I then went to someone's house, Jackie Blackwell, to do a demonstration for her. And then after that, I then got accredited by the British Sugar Guild and then started travelling 
traveling the world. My first international um, workshop was a uh, workshop for 12 people, um, and that was in Miami. Um, wow. You know, like I hadn't even advertised anything anywhere. It was the, in the beginning days of Facebook, and they saw um, some of my work that I was putting pictures on there, and they contacted me and said, we would like you to come over here. Wow. So from that... I then just started um, doing more and more um, international classes. And then in the end, it was a case of I was getting more of these workshops than I was getting uh, the chefing work. You know? So um, I just had to uh, just buy the bullet and then start to do this full time. Oh, wow. Why flowers? Why, why did you pick on flowers? I used to, it's a little bit of a sad story. Here we go down from the, the high note down to the, you know, but it was a case of, um, it wasn't safe for me to walk around the school. I was talking to someone about this yesterday, actually, and it's a little bit sad, really. You know, um, as I say, it wasn't safe for me to be walking around the school. So they used to lock me in the greenhouse uh, at lunch times and break times. And I used to have my pat lunch in there. Then I used to water all of the plants in the greenhouse and then sit there looking at the water dribbling down the stems and all the hairs on the stems and all of that. So actually, um, it's the silver lining. You, say, you know, that old saying is like, you know, uh, the bullies have actually given me a career. So thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, yeah, from my background of being on the farm and then in the Amazon and uh, j- just my love of flowers and and trying to replicate something as uh, as realistically as I possibly can. And that's how I then started to make the silicone moulds. Um, I wanted to, to find somebody who could make me a butterfly body mould um, and then the wings as well. So actually... That's what is just about to be coming out. Um, they are just unmolding that actually today um, in America. Um, yeah. My, my uh, silicone manufacturers. I made um, a peacock butterfly and a blue Costa Rican uh, blue Morpho Millennius um, uh, butterfly. One of those big blue butterflies. Yeah. And and, uh, and I I actually um, made the the molds of those um, a couple of months ago. So those have been sent over to America and they then make the master moulds from them and then pour them from there and then send would send them worldwide. So do you have to like model a little bit and then send it over to America and hope it gets there? Yeah, every intact. <laughs> yeah, every single one of my silicone moulds that I've made, I make in my kitchen. Um wow. so I've got degassing chambers and got the silicone and all oh of that. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, absolutely! You know, I'm here, and it? it's like a museum in my home. <laughs> All of the um, uh, the grid wall that uh, that we use at the NEC show that we have all of the products all on there. Yeah. All of those are all in my bedroom. All twelve of them. Oh uh, so I have to breathe in when I have to get into bed, and it's kind of a little bit like a maze, <laughs> like living in a cage. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you know. It's- Gas chambers and stuff. <laughs> Everyday stuff, really. <laughs> yeah. So from from that, you know, like making making silicone moulds, like from that, and then um, I I then spent two years with the the manufacturers of uh, from Smartflex um, developing uh, the ultimate flower paste, 
because it needs to work for me exactly how I want it to work. And it's it's got so many, I had so many specifications that uh, when he saw the list, it needs to do this, needs to do this. Needs to, you know, there was, there was 23 different things, criteria, you know. How me. long did it take them to develop it? Two years. Wow. Yeah, two years. But it is, uh, have you, you have No, tried. I oh, haven't. No, I'd love to. Yeah, yeah, please do because it's absolutely extraordinary. It's very, very elastic. Um, and uh, well, as if if you were on the masterclass, you know it's kind of a it's kind of a masterclass explaining all about the pace as well as I go through every single stage of of like how to correct the back of like a, a hostel leaf if the wire is slightly come out because I do yeah. stakes on there as well to show people you know it's not all going to be perfect when you try it your first time at home and this is yeah. what happens if you make a mistake. Um, but you can put water all onto there, like with a paintbrush. And because it's a starch-based paste, it is. it has sugar in there as well, um, but it's a starch-based paste. And um, it absorbs the water. So when you're going to be joining a leaf to a stem or a petal, you know, like a, a tulip um, mm. yeah. with the base of the stem underneath, you can then put water all over, like because I put the paste onto the stem, and then just put the water on and blend it all together with the with the Dresden tool or the back of your thumb, yeah. um, and then put more water on there, so it's it's drowning in water. Um, but I mean, you can't do this with any other with any other sugar no. paste. No, you get like massive dents, wouldn't you? Well, well, it it just goes shiny, and um, when it dries eventually, um, and it goes all sticky and all of a mess. Whereas mm. mine, like it's like cold porcelain, really. Um, wow. But it is it is a sugar, um, and it, it just blends in beautifully, and it's like a terracotta pot because it just absorbs the water, just oh, wow. straight wow. in. And then you can then take the paintbrush and then carry on going over so that it gives microscopic little veins, uh, which is like the um, the hairs of the paintbrush just going up. So it, it looks like a perfect join. Then you leave mm. that to dry, and then you can then go and put the edible dust then on top and then you wow. can glaze it, the whole thing glazed, um, and it just looks perfect. And wow. ooh, things like that, they just excite me so much because, yeah. you know, in nature, you if you were doing like a leaf and a, and a stem, you wouldn't have the tape on there, especially when you go in with a very strong camera. You want something to look like like nature, and yeah. that's what excites me. It's uh, yeah. Wow. How many prototypes did they send you before you were happy with the final product uh 43 oh my god <laughs> <laughs> we're like again he sent it back again <laughs> and on the 43rd time um we had a skype and they went we're gonna bring you over to hungary Robert. um so um so they 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 flew me over to hungary for a week and they treated me like a king Oh. And we we uh, I I showed them how to make uh, um, uh, two roses, yeah. And uh, they were making the roses as well. I've never made sugar flowers, so this is the owner of the company and the uh, and the managing director there, uh, Richard and Richard and Schultz. And they um, it was a point where I couldn't explain what I what I wanted. To, I said it needs to have this in it, and that's why they flew me over to Hungary because I couldn't quite yeah. explain what mm. I 
when you take a rose petal out of the veiner, I didn't want it to just flop in my hand. I wanted it to have this structure and and the it, it's, that's what I mean. It's quite hard to explain. Yeah. yeah. The the medium inside it needs to have the body and the structure that it will hold itself up. Um, so you can just have a petal in your hand and it, it stays there. Um, and I bet uh, they wish they'd flown you over two years before. <laughs> <laughs> But we were like three crying babies round round the table because um, once we'd taken the petal out, and I went, "That, that is what I want, like that." How it does that side, and and the owner of the company went, "I know, I know the ingredient, I know it." Oh, oh wow! <laughs> oh, I think you could do it, and he went, "Yes," because I didn't think that it was going to be possible, and so then we're all crying like, you know. But um, it was uh, it's like it's, a eureka moment. Yeah, absolutely. It really was. And, you know, it's it's been sent to 43 different countries throughout the world of different climates and this, that and the other. You know, it, it is an absolutely super paste and it, it's a breathable paste as well. In summer, it will go very hard. In the winter months when it, it's a bit more humid or if it was in a tropical climate, you know, in Australia or, or, you know, in Hong Kong, mm-hmm. uh, the, the wet season, um, I've, I've done tests on there where I've actually... Um, put it into an oasis, like a dried rose leaf, put it into the the shower room um, and left the shower on for an hour. Uh, you know, gorillas in the mist. Um, <laughs> and um, that was to see whether my my glazes would work. Um, you know, people, people claim that, oh, yes, it protects your work and all of that. Well, I need it to to prove that so that's yeah. what I did and I, I did one one leaf that wasn't glazed and one leaf that was glazed and the leaf that wasn't glazed it did bend over quite a bit but it didn't come off the wire oh, oh right good and the one that was glazed stood completely straight up wow so I know that that proved that that uh, yeah so anything that I make in sugar, I, I completely immerse the whole thing, like whether it be a full rose, down into like the matte setting glaze. So if it's uh, like a, a, a rose or a petal that doesn't need any shine at all, mm. but does need protecting from from humidity, yeah. um, you know, because the humidity levels are different throughout the year. Yeah. Uh, and uh, And it just makes it a little bit more robust as well. Um, a beautiful thing about my paste is that you can actually use a hot hair dryer on there as well. And with the glaze on there, it actually helps it. If you can, it's kind of like a nail varnish, really. Yeah. And if you were like, you know, like heating that up, it kind of goes, I'm not going to say like a rubber, but it, it actually helps it manu- manipulate the petals a little bit more as well. If you're wanting to um, fit a like a guard petal underneath a rose or those mm. curly curly outside petals um and you've you've wired that and it's dry and you've colored it and you've glazed it but the shape isn't absolutely perfect to fit underneath the, the bulbous bottom of the rose mm. you can actually then just just gently tape it on and then put loads of heat on onto that so it doesn't fly off but then all of the the cup of the petal will then go all soft and you can press it around the bottom, the base of the rose, and then you can then put the cold air on there, like you know that little yeah. uh, underneath, like the hairdressers have on. Mm. They did okay. downstairs. I've got us hair salon up here. 
all the time with a hairdryer. But it works an absolute treat, it really does, you know, because it will just soften it all up, move it round, and then set it. So the cold air then makes it then set in that position. And then you can then carry on taping down and it fits perfectly around the base. That a bit like they do with the chocolate and the um the freeze spray, isn't it? To like yeah. get it all in place. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's actually where where I kind of thought about it. Um I'd done a project for Squire's Kitchen many, many years ago of a um a white amaryllis and there was like three of them and of course we're we're all on the last minute I, I should <laughs> so, um, the, the photo session was on the Monday and I'm still scratching around at seven o'clock and um, Sunday night and still haven't got all of this together um, <laughs> then realized that my, my petals um, they they won't fit around the, the base you know that they all need to go around so um, even with that flower paste that I was using years ago there are other flower paste that this will work mm. um, and I just put heat on there because I was thinking, shall I put them under these the grill? <laughs> <laughs> Toast them. <laughs> I just had my fish fingers, chips and peas sat there and I'm like, how can I do this? How can I put heat on there? And then I started thinking about the chefs with the hot pulled sugar and they use hair dryers on there as well, you know, like to, to you know, to keep it at a, at a temperature mm. for mm. mould. And I did that and it went all floppy. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh my God. And then I then put the cold air on there and then it set. And I'm like, oh, Eureka, of course. Oh, wow. But with my paste, it does it even better. It loves it because it's been designed for that. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. I've seen you do that at demonstrations a long time ago using the, the hairdryer for hot and cold. So, yeah. Yeah. So I have then went on to just develop lots of of other products you know like the, the colors the glaze the glue and um, the tools the paint brushes oh the only thing i don't have is a grooved board well i have designed a grooved board but um as of yet haven't found anyone to manufacture one okay. there's anybody out there <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll put you in touch <laughs> Because the groove board that I have designed is, has got the grooves which look like natural rose leaf grooves along the back of a rose leaf, not just a sharp yeah. triangular point. Yeah. Um, okay. And it's got tiny little grooves in the side that you can use um, uh, scientific wire in as well. You know, like if you were going to be doing um, cherry blossom, yeah. um, very, very tiny wires. And, you know, so... Uh, it, so once I do have uh, the groove board in place, then I'm go going to then start thinking about writing a book where I can then cross-reference everything with all of the oh. products that I've got. Um, and yeah, and that's oh. why I've not written a book yet. I have put oh. it, I have put on my website that Robert is writing a book, but that's only for me to. <laughs> that's your to, to make do you list. Do it. <laughs> Good job I wasn't going to ask you how it's coming along then, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so how long does it take you to make a flower from beginning to end? Um, how long is your piece of string? Right. <laughs> so say a rose, say a rose then. Okay, a rose. This is, I'm going to just slightly detract here and I'll probably then come back and ask you, what was the question? Um, <laughs> on my on my masterclasses, um, I teach in such a way that um, anyone from any experience level can just pick it up straight away and just start working um, because 
I, I believe in just teaching people as, as, as though they've never, ever touched sugar before. Hmm. Um, so I just take them through all of the stages of doing this, this, this and this. And that's how you get to that. Um, now, with regards to you saying, how long does it take to make a rose? Well, yeah. on my masterclasses, I'm teaching like in three different levels. I'm teaching like a beginner level. I'm teaching them an inter- intermediate level. And I'm also putting in there how to put all the um, microscopic little little veins on, on stuff and, and making it to the next level to like gold, gold standard competition level. Yeah. Um, so with regards to how long does it take to make a rose, I can make a rose in probably about 15 minutes. However... To that level? No. However, that would be just a basic rose. I'm not sure if you've, you've seen the red rose, the, the red rose that's on my on my website. Yes. Um, that took me um, a, a day and a half, you know, so... So if it takes you a day and a half to make a rose... Yeah. And and you make all these other beautiful flowers. When yeah. did you get time to do the silicon and developing everything? Um, well, remember I told you that I work till sometimes two or three in the morning. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's any, any whenever I make something in silicone, I have to get the the best example of what I'm making. So if it's say like the memory lane rose petal, that took me a long time to find one that was of uh, a perfect shape and with the perfect veins on there with no blemishes at all and I stopped everything whatever I whatever I was doing and I brought them that day brought them home and I started them processing straight away right. it is a very long process mm. um, and because we we do both sides of the petal or the leaf or whatever we're doing um, I know that sounds a bit uh, a bit hard to understand that we do them when you think well, of course, everyone's doing them from both sides because it's a two-part veiner. Mm. That isn't the case. Um, if you have watched my botanically correct YouTube video, which is a little bit wooden because <laughs> I was reading it through a teleprompter, so <laughs> my reading isn't great either. So I've, I've I've thrown the teleprompter away now, and I do everything you know, like just um, off the cuff. So our silicone moulds are botanically correct. So they are made from both sides of the leaf. Um, and uh, other other brands that are out there, they will actually just do one side. So the back side of a leaf that's got the big central vein on there, all the, the big veins, they then put the silicone onto there. They then let that set, then take that off then put a release of cream on there or Vaseline and then put silicone on the top of that. And then they then let that set, then cut those two out in one, mm. then open it up. And that only gives you a replica of the back yes. on both sides. So if you've ever made a sugar, uh, like a leaf, and then put the other veiner on top and mm. it then cuts the paste... Yes. There's your reason why, because that big central vein that's on the other, on the top side, it actually shouldn't be, it should give you the space of that central vein that's down in the middle. If you've put any of, of my silicone veins together, or my manufacturer, we both have our own range of silicone moulds. Their range is called Simply Nature. They're from uh, Sugar Delights in America. And my range is, is uh, Sugarfly Studio by Robert Haynes. 
Jason. Jason Donce is uh, Jennifer Donce's um, uh, son, and he's the one who came up with the um, the 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 way of how to make a double sided silicone mold. So there's no air bubbles at all. They are you can put them underneath a microscope, and there's no there's no air bubbles because if you can imagine the if you put a whole leaf down inside silicone, all of the air bubbles will come up underneath the leaf. Yeah. You know, so we've, uh, Jason devised this, this way of, of how to do it. Of course, I can't share that. Um, but, um, <laughs> it's all right. Don't worry. I won't be making any in my kitchen. <laughs> uh, uh, um, but, you know, it, it's, that's why they are a little bit more expensive and they, they are used with the top grade, uh, food grade silicone. Um, a lot of, uh, you know, these these other ones that you get, some of them are not made with food grade silicone and um, they they uh, start crumbling after after a couple of weeks. Um, you know, and if you put a silicone mold onto paper, leave it there overnight, it's actually the oil is actually leaking out of them as well. You know, oh. so there, there are it, it, so that's why I always say, you know, always buy something that's mm. quality. Um, because it will last you um, and uh, it's not going to tear or break or anything like that. No, absolutely, absolutely. I've got one of your uh, rose petal uh, veiners, actually, and it is my favourite. I've got one as well, it. you know. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> there you go, Robert. We do yeah. own stuff of yours. Yeah, <laughs> we have got some. I've got visions of you now, though, right, wandering around all the local florists inspecting all their flowers. Like, no, no. <laughs> You were thinking florists. I was thinking people's gardens. Oh, okay. <laughs> absolutely right there, Sam. <laughs> I used to go out on my bike and with my trusted scissors and, uh, and um, an Aldi bag. And, uh, and off I would go. Um, the dead of night. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you I would go out in the middle of the daytime and I would remember street names and corners. It was just hanging over that garden. Yeah, that one. Um, and then off I'd off I'd trot with my on my uh, on my little bike. But you know, so I live in a in a uh, in an apartment. Yeah. Don't have any gardens. So um, now you're going to be counting how many um, how many flowers I got in my range. No. Yeah, what's what's your radius, Robert? <laughs> go down to the the uh, the flower market in in uh, in London, and oh yeah, you've got that's not far, is it? You've spoken yeah. there, yeah. And uh, well, I I go down on the train, um, and then come back on the train as well. Uh, but I go down early on a Sunday, um, at s- Sunday morning or Saturday morning. Um, and come back with loads and loads of flowers, and you know, I, you have to buy like a bunch of uh, of twenty four roses. Mm, so, yeah. um, but it, it it's uh, as I say, you know, you can just go through and then just dissect half of them like that, and maybe find two or three petals that it's like right, that's the right size, that's the right shape, um, and also as well, the veins on there. If they haven't got much veins, then they're not going to show in the vein and people won't buy them as well. Um, You know, I mean, this is what is, is so a little bit annoying is that these unbotanical veins, veiners, they look great because they're both veined really well on both sides, but it doesn't give you a natural um, leaf or petal because there's not, it it just pushes the paste through and just gives you an over veined um, petal or leaf. 
if you yeah. put any of our veiners together, especially like the uh, the leaf veiners, which have a stem attached to it, um, I'm actually doing that at the moment, if you can imagine. Um, I've, I've got a um, uh, an English ivy um, in, in my hand, um, and I'm putting the veiner together, and where the, where the stem will have come out, there is a hole there. Um, so, of course, that gives you space for where the wire would be going into there, because that will the, the natural stem would have come out of that space. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's the job for you to go rifling through your cupboards now and then putting all of your veiners together. And, and, and Yeah, I'm going to have a look to see, it, see yeah. what they're all like. i tell you what, something that you mentioned about you going up to London on the train mm-hmm. always reminds me of what you came down to our Sugarcraft Guild and you bought a water lily you was doing. Yeah. And the fact that you carry it on the train all the way down, yeah. no problems at all. Yeah. If I carry anything like that, it would just be in pieces. How do you manage it? <laughs> and a full shop as well, I would imagine. Yes, yes, um, you did. <laughs> in two suitcases, yeah, yeah, just uh, poppins is the surname, dear. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I've, I've actually had um, a, a Perspex box um, that uh, I take with me wherever I'm demonstrating. Um, and on pl- and on planes as well, or it used to. It's got a little a little door that opens on there, and uh, with a key, um, and it's got a handle on the top. Um, it cost me like nearly three hundred pounds, but it's it's a really a good one, and and it fits onto uh, most planes as well. There is oh, uh, a little space on planes that uh, I found that uh, <laughs> you can, you can just. Fit. That's mine. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I actually took a tape measure on planes. You imagine the looks are like, what is he measuring up for yeah. exactly? <laughs> on the big planes that that uh, uh, you know the the Atlantic planes, um, I actually asked if I could go up into their first class um, into the coat rack that's on there. And next to the coat rack, there is like a, a little, uh, a little kind of cupboard, and I measured that on there. So anytime I used to go on the Emirates flights or anything like that, I used to um, sit exactly where all the trolley dollies sit, mm. um, and uh, before that we were boarding, and I would then sit there with something made in sugar in there and just wait. I'm thinking they're going to start. They're going to start looking in a minute. Any minute. <laughs> Oh my lord, what is that? And I'm like, oh, it's all made out of sugar, but it's so fragile. <laughs> can I? Can I possibly? And, and one of them was so. Well, I'll take it upstairs. And I'm like, no, you won't. <laughs> no one's touching it. I said, but upstairs. And, and, and they're like, oh my god, you've thought of everything, haven't you? I said, but I've never actually been asked to stay upstairs. They've always said, right. Oh. Oh. It's like, right, you put it in the cupboard now. You can leave. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so is there is there something that you've started making like a flower or something you've started making and just wish you'd never started it oh anything that's been so complicated or that you've just kind of <laughs> why did I do that I would probably say the answer to that is every flower <laughs> um, and it, it's not no I don't I don't get the thought of why did I start this it's yeah. a case of um i will i will just practice something about eight nine fifteen times just the one the one leaf you know i'm actually doing that at the moment you can't see me but 
um, I, I'm, I'm actually doing the English IV and the IV seed pods. Well, I'm only just practicing on one leaf at a time and getting all of the um, uh, the stem in the right position, the say the right thickness, um, the right thickness of the of the paste of the of the leaf, uh, the markings on there. And of course, all of this then just takes time. And no, that's not right. No, that's not right. But I've learned that if you do, you know, like 20 examples and then leave it and well, then they're all wrong. You know, just make one thing over and over and over again until you get that one thing. You're like, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's good. That's right. And then you can then start to then make three or four of them and then put a small um, stem together, color it all, finish it all, leave it there then start looking at it then start hating it. <laughs> again, instead of doing a whole stem or a whole arrangement. And that's what I would always advise anyone who's doing competition work. Never, ever, ever just do it once and then put it into a competition. Mm. Because the more times you can do something, um, the better it's going to be. You know, I often have people coming up to me crying, saying, I should have got gold, I should have got this, I should have got that. And I'll just look at them and say, how many times did you make your arrangement? And then just silence, and I'll just look at them, like, you know, um, and they'll go, well, well, just this once. And I'm like, so if you did it 10 times, would it be better than the first? And then I just walk off and flick my hat. There's <laughs> 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 a wanted poster <laughs> competitions. <laughs> Avoid it's, this man. <laughs> you know, that, that's why I don't, I don't like judging, um, because... Uh, people don't like to hear the truth. Mm. They they want you to say, yeah, yeah, it's fabulous, it's fabulous. But you know, is I I have one of those LED uh, little torches that uh, uh, that I shine behind leaves. Um, I do that in a class. Whenever I teach a class, I'll get everyone to take their first leaf and take it to the window and put it up against the sun, so you can see how much paste have you allocated for the central vein on there. Because if you were to take a real leaf and put it up there, it wouldn't have a big almighty thickness down the middle of it. And that's why I want to design my own uh, the groove board. Mm -hmm. So it only allocates that amount of paste that's down there because it is weight. It's extra weight on there. So you need to then get a bigger wire that is then more visible in there. So you need to have the smallest wire possible, really, that's going to take all of the weight of the leaf, but not be you know not be seen really um so You're kind of making your dream kit basically aren't you Robert all the stuff that you want to have it's like right I need one of these I need one of these <laughs> can I just tell you both I've actually got tears in my eyes now because every time I touch sugar I'll find a new way of working but just talking with you two lovely ladies this morning I've actually just thought oh my lord I could get transparent wires oh that, wow that, you know the those i was just looking at my little christmas tree that's still on my table that will still be here till probably December. <laughs> um i haven't got time to clear up um there's you know those little um optic um christmas yes. trees that have all mm, the yep. optics on and those are like transparent kind of glass kind of and I'm like, hmm, 
Oh, put it on your to-do list, Robert. Yeah, yeah. Wires next. Ooh. Put it on the website. Coming soon. Yeah, coming soon. Wires and yeah, and bolt, heated ball tools. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's been on my mind for a very long time. Um, is actually having a docking station like you, like you have like oh. for, for USBs. Mm. Yeah, a little docking station like that that heats your ball tools up. So if you can imagine, if you go on with a cold ball, you've heated your paste up, you've yeah. rolled your paste out quickly, you've cut it out with the with the cutter, it's still warm on your board, you take it off, you insert the wire, take it off, put it onto your phone pad, but then you go on with a freezing cold ball tool. Mm. So you want the ball tool to be warm so that when it goes on the edge, it then just soft, still softens the paste and then it just thins it really nice. So that's why... Uh, before I put my ball tool onto the edge of the paste, I always use my fingers first. Yeah. And I'll do most of the work with my fingers, and then I'll just finally then use the ball tool right on the edge. I do remember that. I do remember that you always spent your time using your... If you can use your fingers, you will. Yes. Well, they're, they're the best tools because you can feel the thickness of the paste as well, you know, yes. and, it, and it's um, when you put your fingers flat on top of it and rub them over the surface that's where you'll find ah there's a there's a thicker uh piece of paste over there you know so hmm. mm. yeah. so tell us tell us how long it took you to develop your master class um, <laughs> um a year and a half <laughs> <laughs> was that a year and a half and thinking maybe i should do something online you know <laughs> Um, no, I, I I actually um, I've spent an absolute fortune. I've spent ne- nearly twenty grand on the um, the the three camera setup that I've got at home, um, and all of the the private um, uh, classes that I've had with my trainer. Um, his name is Adrian Salisbury, and um, anything with regards to online or YouTube or, or whatever, he does master classes. Um, in that and then of course he does um, private classes as well so um, I'm not technical at all and the the template that I've used for my whole um, online school um, is a very professional template and he showed me how to use it all and how to set it all up and um, so yes without him I I I still would probably be uh, trying to sort it all out Um, (laughs) But yes, it, it's taken the last two years, really, a uh, year and a half. Um, Have you got to the point now where you're enjoying it, or is it still for like, oh God? Oh, do you know what? It's, I was literally dreading the editing process. Yeah. yeah. I, I, there's no way that I'm going to be able to do that. And actually, that is that is my most favourite part of the whole process. Oh, really? Yeah, is, is because that's where it all kind of comes together and I can take this bit out and this bit out. And Well, that's yeah. the great thing about doing it yourself, isn't it? Because if there's a bit of it that you don't like, you can yeah. just remove it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you can imagine, I absolutely go to jelly in front of a, in front of a camera, even on my own at home. <laughs> yeah. I, I just become very, very nervous and my legs go to jelly and, because my expectations are I want it to be perfect yeah and it's and it's not and wherever I'm now now that I've stopped writing my script and reading the script I will just start to just do it you know um and 
I don't know. I, I need to think of something over and over in my head before I actually say what I'm going to say. Yeah. Um, because that does help in the editing process as well, that it, it's a lot more uh, uh, cohesive if it's, if it's all like one sentence instead of, uh, you know, there's, there's breaks in there. Yeah. Um, and that will come in time, you know, but uh, I don't need to keep beating myself up in like, well, it's not that, it's not that perfect, but you know, it is my first time of doing this. And you can see because this is a three week masterclass on week one, I am a little bit like a, a frightened rabbit, you know, like, a, <laughs> and then week two, you know, I'm, I'm a bit better, but week three, I'm making kitten noises and, uh, and that's <laughs> <laughs> quite at home. <laughs> Do you prefer the banter of being in front of people absolutely. and talking yeah. to them? And yeah. Yes, absolutely. You know, when I used to do my masterclasses, I, I only had one rule, and that's what I would say to everyone when they came in. My only one rule is that you hug me on the way in and you hug me on the way out. Well, that ain't never going to happen again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely, because I can... I can hold people's hands and I can go around and I can show them how to use the tools and, and, and what what how they should be working. And and yes, and and looking at when someone has done something and I'm looking over the top of my glasses as I'm working as well, and I see that, that they've just then managed it, then their elbow comes out and they're elbowing their friend that's next to them and going, Oh, look, <laughs> look what I've done. It's those little moments that it's yeah. like it's just gold. It absolutely is gold. And uh, from a teacher's point of view, it, it, it just it just nourishes you. And it's like, I am doing something right here. And mm. it's, it's like, wow, oh, my Lord, I've helped. I've, I've made that happen, really. Yeah. You know, I've helped that along the way. Um, yeah, it's yeah, I, I love I love um, teaching. However, I could only teach 12 people at a time. And I I uh, I could teach up to 15 uh, but I, I chose to just teach 12 because then you can give a lot more um, mm. to that group. Whereas now I can reach, you know, hundreds of people across the yeah. world. And uh, but but, you know, there are major, major benefits to online teaching as well. Yeah. Because yeah. when you've been to a, a live class and you get home and you're like, how did he do that? Yeah. How did it? You know, with this, it's just rewind and watch it again and then work with me. I've, I I know that people are, especially there's a lot of my students um, who have registered on the, the online class um, and their work is going to be 10 times better than if they had just come to a normal class mm. because they can do it over and over and over and over again. And they have access to these classes for the rest of their life. You know, it's uh, yeah. uh, that there is three three Zoom live, um, uh, just it's like live Q and A really. Yeah. Um, the the uh, the classes actually get um, launched on the Monday morning, so like the first class, which is the C Oat, um, and um, they then watch those seven seven uh, videos. There's a total of thirty two videos, which is nine and a half hours of teaching. Wow. Or wow. be holding on. Um, <laughs> that's what you discover in the editing process. Robert, they don't need to know all of that. <laughs> Thanks, was, Robert. <laughs> it was a ginger cat with a bit of a scabby ear. They don't need to know. No. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but um, it's something that I would always kind of say is that 
COVID has actually been the best thing to happen to me because it's pushed me into doing this. I was teaching in 12 different countries each year. You know, I never had any spare time at all. Mm. You know, I I was home and then I was then on to the next class or even packing. You know, some days I would get home and then I would pack and I would be out the next day. Uh, and uh, you know different time zones my body clock is is no longer in existence it's gone um so that's why i stay up till two or three in the morning <laughs> it's fine um but um it, it's it's pushed me into doing this and it's something that i've always wanted to do is is by um actually being able to reach more and more people um and uh and yeah i i just love teaching I love it. I, I love sharing what I have have learned so far on my sugar journey. But you're really entertaining. Yeah. You know, when, when people come and see you, you're really entertaining and it's really fascinating to watch what you do. And you're very inspirational, I think. Thank you very much. Thank you. But, you know, people learn having fun, you know. And, yeah. and um, mm. yes, it, yes, it can be hard work. And yes, I have had people crying in the class. But, you know, that's where... You just clip them around the ear and say, "Get on with it." No, <laughs> no, you know it. it you know, um, there was a, a lady, a lady uh, in America that was like just absolutely sobbing and sobbing because I was trying. I had to move the class on, and I said, "It's fine. Everyone else has done nine leaves. You're doing three, but make those three leaves absolutely the best that you can." Don't mm. just rush through them. I, in fact, I would much prefer everybody make three leaves and get mm. those really, really good instead of having a big arrangement. You know, yeah. but it, it's that's what people wanted to do, and and, and you know, so. Um, but but yeah, of course, you know, I stayed with her and I made the rest of the leaves with her through lunchtime, and you know, oh. it, it, it's we have to bring everybody through at the same time, but. Uh, you make friends for life um, in classes, and, uh, and and I do remember each and every, uh, apart from you two, <laughs> well, apart from Sam, actually. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> I remember every every single one of my students, you know, because because I I have a is it, is rapport. I've never used that word. Is rapport the the right? Sounds like yeah. a good word to me. Yeah, yeah I, you know, so. I, 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 I do. I care about each and every single person that comes in the class. That, Except for us. Uh, yeah. Well, your fault, Sam, for having the same name as someone else. Yes. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> no, it, it's fantastic because you know, like we, um, I'm still going through the questions here that I was sent by. The- <laughs> Yeah, just scrub her name out and put my name. Oh, it's the same name. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> so what's what's going to come next then after this masterclass is finished? Um, so that's what I've started on now is um, I'm doing um, – I'm not going to tell you which flowers I'm going to be doing. Okay. Um, that, I'll keep that, keep that a secret. But um, it is going to be um, a selection of three flowers because I want to make an arrangement. Yeah. Um, uh, and what I'm going to be doing after this masterclass is finished, I'm going to then split this masterclass into three subjects. As it is, you know, on the Monday, they get this flower. On the next Monday, they then do the hosta flower. 
Um, and then on the third week, they do the anemone. And that's mm-hmm. the class that's coming out on the 17th. Um, but those will then get split into three different classes and they will become single classes. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then the next class I do will have three subjects that will get, then get split into three. And then over the year, I'll have then numerous um, flower subjects and leaf subjects that people can then buy a membership for the year and they can choose, pick and choose which flowers that they want to be doing um and you know like because in arrangement there's going to be something in there you think well i'll never make one of those yeah. or i don't particularly like that flower um and uh then the, the classes then become um what's known as evergreen so they'll be there all year round and people can then just pick and choose um so there won't be oh this class is coming now yeah. uh, it's only that, that people can then just go on to the online school and pick and choose what they want I was just going to say, now you've got all this online stuff that's kind of getting set up, this is going to potentially free up some time for you in the next sort of couple of years. Is there, have you got plans to sort of take some time off, dare I say, and go and uh, explore and not teach at the same time? You're absolutely joking. <laughs> um, no, because um, uh, once... It's actually a full-time job um, having, uh, I, I've got like 150 students in, in the, um, the, the live Facebook group, which has been there since the 1st of December. Um, and because uh, I wanted them to form their own little community and start chatting and making friends and all of that in that. Well, you know, there's lots of comments that I need to be answering uh, in there as well. And it's a full-time job, actually. Mm, you know, like. Yeah. Uh, looking every single day, um, two or three times a day, actually, because I don't like it when, you know, if someone's asked you something, especially when someone sends me an email, like you two did, um, <laughs> uh, and I don't respond. Um, you just delete it. Yeah, you just delete it. and um, <laughs> Pretend it never happened. <laughs> yeah. It was she anyway. <laughs> yes, there you go. Yeah, no, um, I'm I'm making the next sugar sugar project, but you know they c- it can take weeks and weeks and weeks for me to make, um, you know, because I I want them to be as good as they possibly can be. So um, I am choosing subjects that that I've not made e- either before ever, or I'm I'm I, you know like that. Okay, I'm going to mention one of them. Okay. <laughs> the honeysuckle, um, you know, it's uh, I'm, I made the silicone molds um, last year, um, and the cutters. Um, I, I then scan those silicone molds. Then I'll design and draw the cutter that fits exactly into that space, or I'll roll a piece of paste out, push it then down into the mold, press the top on, take that off, and then cut around so it fits perfectly in the mold. So I know that the cutters work, um, but the cutters are all handmade. Um, and so they take months and months to arrive as well. So this is why I actually had to have a cutoff of, um, you know, like 150, 200 people, because yeah. we order that many cutters for, you know, for all of the students, because I don't mm. believe in, in launching a class when you can't get hold of the products. Yeah. There's a lot that all needs to sort of tie in together and come at the same time. Yeah, and... yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I'm at the mercy of the people who are making the cutters. You know, I can't launch a class unless I have those. Yeah. Um, 
but you know, it's that's the beauty of of my class is that you don't need to buy anything at all, just the seat, um, because you can go back to that in seven years' time, and you can then okay, right, I've got some money now, I can then just buy a couple of vaveners for that. I've also done like two two lists of of uh, silicone molds and cutters, where one for everyone, uh, the the lady who needs to have one of everything, and then one for more commercial work. Um, as I was saying before, like for the rose, how long does it take to make a rose? Well, I could do yeah. a commercial rose and I could just use one vein and cutter. Yeah. The whole, or I could use nine nine veiners and nine cutters if I want to make a really spectacular rose. Um, so, you know, th- there's a little asterisk mark on certain items that I've decided uh, these are for commercial work or people who are, have got their own businesses. You only need one veiner, one cutter to make this an enemy, and that's the one that it is there. But you don't need to get anything at all, you know. So, mm. yeah. But yeah, I I will be uh, forevermore just continually making the next flower subjects. Whilst um, in between, I'm doing filming and editing, um, and <laughs> making silicone molds. <laughs> in your spare time, yeah, in my, yeah. riding around with your scissors and. <laughs> You know, going around uh, the the streets of Wimbledon on my on my little bike with my. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I need to build up a a library of different courses, um, that that the membership can then then kind of start as well. Do you ever uh, see so much that you find it really hard to put together an idea? Because I don't know about you, but like Instagram and all of those social media bombards you continuously with lots and lots of amazing um, inspiration. And then I I find that there's suddenly there's too much and to just hone it down into something. It's quite hard. That's so valid because it's so hard for me to decide what to put in this arrangement because if you can imagine, like with regards to the anemone, like for the full anemone, there are nine or ten different silicone molds for the whole flower, and then all of the cutter, it can get very expensive. Yeah. And I don't want to be putting people off with regards to well, you can make this, but then you've got seven other subjects to them get all of the the silicone molds and everything. It's just going to be it will be such a put off. And that's mm. what's going to be so appealing of me condensing these classes down into single classes where, oh, I'm just making one thing. That's fine. It's a, it's a cheaper class uh, because, you know, in the current climate of things, it, it, it's a very, very, you know, strange world that we're in and people aren't making money and people, mm. it's a luxury to go to a class. It really is. Yeah. You know? So, um, yeah, I, I, I want to just um, make things that have not got any more than three subjects in there. Yes, of course, like for a Christmas, like a, a big Christmas wreath or something like that, I would love to have, you know, ivy and pine cones and hellebores and amaryllis. And, but all of that is then adding up and adding up. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, maybe what I could do is just film each one individually and then maybe have a class of, an arranging class, okay. So mm-hmm. this we've got this, and then how do we put them all together? You know, like um, yeah. They'll have to launch it in January, and they can buy a bit a month. Um, 
Yeah, it, it, it's it's a hard it's a hard thing, and, and what goes with what, and also as well, you can't have things that have got similar procedures, like you know, mm. um, like a trumpet flower, or yeah. uh, you know, like like a uh, hibiscus or a lily. Um, yeah. You could put that together with another kind of flower that's got six petals all going round. Yeah. Would... Well, Robert, you know what you need to do? Sorry, going back to something we've mentioned on previous episodes is the lack of sugarcraft advent calendars. What you need yes. to do is a December package where they get like an advent calendar full of all of the bits that you need to make this thing. And then with each bit that you open, maybe like a couple of days in when you've got a few things, there'll be a little tutorial that goes with each bit every day and then at the end of the month on the 25th you've got your your finished product that's a very expensive run up to christmas love isn't it (laughs) 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 for the the lady who has everything i'm actually going to be bringing bringing out like those those two butterfly molds um soon but i i do want to be bringing out a color range that matches that the, the, especially the blue butterfly, I want to be getting lots of different tones of um, uh, luster, luster blues that okay. you can then put onto. So then, when you do move the wings on there, that it all then has those fantastic colouring. Where do you start, Robert? When you you say you want to make all those lovely luster blues, but but where do you start? Pantone. <laughs> oh, obviously. <laughs> Yeah, I've chosen all of my colours from a from a Pantone sleeve. Uh, okay. There's hundreds and hundreds of different tones. Um, that was an interesting day, actually, with me and a kilo of um, cashew nuts. <laughs> <laughs> really? Um, I put all of the yellows down onto my big dining room table, and there was eighty nine yellows. <gasps> and I put no. them all down, and I'm like, I have to choose four. Oh no. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm then taking the cashew nut and I'm putting one cashew nut on there, one on that one there. And I'm like, no, I don't like that one. So then I'd eat the cashew nut. <laughs> and I went through nearly a kilo of cashew nut all day through the whole range of all my colours. Because the colour that um, uh, my ear from the sugar in, you know, bless him, he's, he said, like, how many colours do you want? And I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> Um, you know, how long's a piece of string? Well, I, I said, let's just go with, with uh, 50, but that ended up as 55, I think it is now, 55, 56 colours. Right. Um, but yes, you know, going back to your advent, um, advent calendar idea, I would like to do um, like little uh, a package, like for, you know, like a memory lane rose. Um, if that was the class, then these are the colours that I would use for that memory lane rose. Mm. These are the veiners and the cutters that you'd need for that. And it would all be like in one little kind of package, you know, like a, a, yes. a, a, a yeah. ice yeah. thing and gone. If you just, and that's all that you need to make that flower. Yeah. That would be nice. Yeah. And then oh, we can nice. all go and put it on our Christmas list. Yeah, and it's like it'd be a nice gift to get, wouldn't it? Because it's like the whole thing. You would want yeah. nothing. It's all there already. Yeah, so, yeah. exactly. Um, and, and, you know, like if I was doing like a, a variegated ivy, um, uh, you know, like to give you the different tones of colours of greens and, and greys and eucalyptus tones, all of that, like to, to do the painting in this and then a little painting class to go with it. Yeah. Oh, wow. 
Well, actually, that's what I did on my on my hostel leaf. It's got all of the the variegation painting on there, and uh, that's what's on the class. Oh. Have you not come to the class, by the way? <clears throat> No. no, 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 sorry. <laughs> well, my has gone, love. <laughs> it's the January sales. <laughs> it's... Oh, but you know your colours? Sorry, just have a question. Yeah. Um, When they're on your web, whatever website you're selling them through, yeah. does it just say the name of the colour or does it, can you search by like the name of the leaf and then it will give you the colours for that leaf? What a fantastic question and I have the answer. Um, now, I I took a long time to think about this, of course, you know, like after I've had my fish fingers, chips and peas, sat there. Thinking, <laughs> you know, I took this, this scenario. If you go into a shop and you're making a daffodil and you go up to the lady and say, have you got daffodil yellow? And she said, no, sorry, we've only got primrose. All right, oh, well, I don't want it then. And then you walk out. Mm. Well, Colours, I, I didn't want to be naming mine like daffodil yellow, primrose yellow, buttercup yellow. I wanted to color, uh, um, use the colour tones. So a rich yellow, a deep, you know, like a, a warm yellow, a cool yellow, a soft yellow, light yellow. Um, and that's what I've done. So if you're kind of thinking, well, actually, on this green leaf here, I need more of a warmer, a warmer green or a richer green around, you know, and that's that's what I've called all of my colours. So they're all got like intense, bold, warm, rich. Uh, make us think for ourselves about exactly what we're creating. Well, yes, because like when when you do go to like mix, you would never necessarily just take the colour straight out of the pot and put it straight onto something you kind of maybe want to just put it onto some grease don't ever put it onto kitchen uh, uh onto paper towel or kitchen paper like i used to years and years ago because it just absorbs, absorbs. The colour and it just disappears so always use greaseproof paper put it onto that because it then and then of course you can fold the greaseproof paper up and then pop it back into your pot um but um yeah, you can then mix the colours up. And that's what I've really gone to town on as well with regards to showing people because that that is is one of the hardest things to do. And I, I recognise that because I have problems with that all of the time. Is um, And that's why I do like these examples of nine times. It will be nine times of the, the different colouring. Do I need to be steaming it a little bit uh, before I then put on a little bit more, steam it a little bit more, then put it into the glaze, then colour it a bit more, then put it back into it. It's all of those different uh, of how do you get that colour tone on mm -hmm. um, Yeah, colouring is very, very hard, but I've, I've tried my best with regards to showing people how to hold the petal. Um, you don't hold it flat like that. If you're putting the colour on, it will just then colour the whole of the leaf. You want to be bringing up the tones of all of the raised veins that are on there which i call the mountains so you you're, you're going to be putting snow on top of the mountains but if you then take your paintbrush over again you're just removing all of the snow from the tops of the mountains and i i tend to have little phrases like that 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 stick with people you know like it, it's a way of learning as well and not just don't just do it like that think of you want to put your snow on the mountain and you're like yeah, you come out to my class thinking, wow, on earth have I been, Narnia? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, 
So you, you obviously, you inspire all of us. Who mm. inspires you? Mother Nature. <laughs> <laughs> are there any? Uh, are there any other artists? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. There are loads and loads of artists uh, throughout the world. Um, uh, Laura, Laura Tassato. Oh um, she's um, an Italian Italian lady, and she works in cold porcelain. Um, but she she specialises in fruit, and I saw her work many many years ago. And I actually took uh, Jennifer, um, who's my silicone manufacturer. I took her there for for us to just have a, a private class with her, um, because it's it's the way that she teaches as well. Um, it's so charismatic. She really cares, and you can see that she just gets wrapped up in her own little world. And we, we both were opposite her, and she wasn't even looking at us. She was just caressing this pair, like going around like this. And we we're like looking at each other going, is she going to look up at us in a moment? And then she realises that we're there for a class. <laughs> <laughs> but, but she just shows you, and, and she shows you how to cook the cold porcelain, like in a frying pan with glue and all of this. And, and it, it's just... Because it's a different medium to what I use, it's just so interesting of how she can get um, the translucency, like on a on a stem, with regards to how she, how much porcelain powder she puts into uh, the porcelain that she's making, um, and how much gouache, which is like a um, a paint, um, you know, so you can the the light can go through the stems that you sit, and and this is something that that I have to do with my sugar but i have to do that in the coloring because i can't make oh there's another idea oh no oh, oh. oh. <laughs> get a pen yep. <laughs> oh, that, that's actually something that i've i've always wanted to have is like a a sugar that can have different levels of opacity uh, mm. so, you know you yeah it's gonna be a... flex better watch out <laughs> <laughs> I think they should just get you another ticket. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it is um, that's something that uh, we're going to be working on is um, a green paste next. Um, and, of course, you know, I, I can't um, be asking them to be making me 25 different um, different tones of paste, although I would like. <laughs> but what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be, we're going to be developing, um, I believe it's it's a dust um, it's a concentrated dust. So you only need a tiny little pinch uh, of dust that you put into your paste. So it just will mix straight into there like cornflour will. You just mix it through and it's a really strong pigment. Okay. Uh, it's like the original pigments that they would use to, to colour pastes. Um, it's not an actual concentrate gel or anything like that. It's actual, it's a dust. Um, it's, it's the original pigment so um so that's what uh we they're just sending me a sample over at the moment um a, a bold red a rich green a tender green um and and a black as well because my paste obviously is white and i want a black would be the ultimate test of how strong are these pigments yeah um yeah because before I used to use um, uh, treks and mix up my dust colour into that to create like its own paste and then mix that through into my, my flour paste. Well, it alters the recipe um, of the flour paste and 
because mine is a starch-based paste, it really doesn't like it at all. And um, I've actually written that on the instructions on the on the packet: minimal or no flour, uh, um, treks or or uh, grease, vegetable white fat to be mixed in. You don't need the um, the grease on your board; it will just stick to the board. It will just I'm not going to say it sticks to the board, but no. it, it you can just pull it straight off the board. Yeah. But it, 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 it would just act. adhere to it while you're, while yeah. you're rolling it. Yeah, yeah, you can roll it without without any. I need grease. to try this, Robert. I need oh, to try it, this. Honestly, it's it's an absolute joy. It really is. So, uh, if people want to get it, do they just get it directly from you through the website? No. Um, so I the only thing that I sell from home are the silicone molds and the cutters. Um, and uh, so the the colours you can get from uh, Sugaring UK, which is up in Scotland, mm-hmm. uh, and the cake decorating company is just about well, their order is nearly ready now. Um, they're going to be um, stocking the colours and and the glaze and the glue. Um, the glaze and the glue are available from Sugaring UK as well. Um, and um, so the colours. And the glaze and the glue are both going to be available from those two companies. But if you look on my website, there is a distributors page. And um, if you just click on the links on there, you, that will take you to the, the various sites throughout the world where you can um, have a see if, they've, uh, if they're selling that product. Or just email me. You know, I, I spend my life answering You people. delete it. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> You're never going to let him forget that, are no. you? <laughs> Yes, yes. Do ask me, and and I obviously can can let you know. Um, it's uh, uh, th- there are lots more places that are going to be starting to stock my paste as well. Uh, I know that it's it's now available in France, Czech Republic, Poland, Slovakia. Uh, wow. yeah, it's it's going is I'm going global, love. Why not? <laughs> and so you yeah. deserve to. You've put well, in so much work. Well, it, it, you know, Jennifer is selling it um, in in America now, but you know, it, it needs to be widely available. And it's one of those. It's a product that you're going to be using over and over again. Yeah. Uh, now, um, this isn't the big sell or anything like that, but you can freeze my paste perfectly, um, and uh, any of my double sided molds, so like like a sea holly or a blackberry. Hmm. I fill both sides, um, put the wire in there, and then put the whole mould into the freezer and leave it in there for half an hour and then just take it out and it just comes out absolutely perfectly with no marks or anything, just perfect. And then put your wire then down into your oasis and then it just defrosts naturally with no sweating at all. And I did a test a couple of weeks ago because a lady in America, they... They, uh, when they make cakes, they have a, a lot of um, cream on the inside, not necessarily buttercream. Um, and um, so they put their cakes into the fridge that are fully iced. Okay, right. so, so they were asking me, can we put your sugar flowers uh, onto the cake and then put those into the fridge? Well, if you imagine, you wouldn't be able to do that. You know, like, you know, right. it would just absorb all of the the moisture. Yeah, yeah. I paste. You can. Um, wow. You can freeze my flowers as well. So uh-huh. if you're going to be freezing the whole cake, you can freeze all of it. Take the whole thing out, put it into the fridge, defrost the whole thing, then take it out, and there's no sweating. The petals stay up, the leaves stay up. It's wow. it's That's just a, bit of a game changer. 
it is. It's it's perfect for a postponed celebration. (laughs) (laughs) Very topical. (laughs) Yeah, but it, it it means so much to me because I want I. What's the point in only me being able to do certain things with my paste as a teacher and not other students? Oh, oh well, it's yeah. a shame. It doesn't work. You know, just keep on practicing. I, there's nothing that makes me happier than seeing students get the results that I get straight away. And it's like, wow, look at that. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's because you've got the right equipment, you've got the right materials, and, and it's just going to work for you. And that's what I'm trying to create here is is excellent products like all of my um, uh, stainless steel tools, like the stainless steel dressing tool, you know, that ain't never going to break, you know, and like some of the ceramic ones that just snap and break and it's like, oh, I need to buy another one. So, um, yeah, you know, it's I've designed these tools, uh, like especially like the the long rolling pin um, with my design of um, of my board I measured the rolling pin so it would fit over the end. That's a good idea. You know, so... Joined up thinking, I like that. Yeah, so in time, you don't need to be getting a different tool. That will actually fit onto there, you know. So, like, the ball tools as well. People say to me, you've probably heard me saying this, Robert, why do you need such a big ball tool? And it's like, well, if you can imagine the smaller the ball, the more the frill. Um, you know, like at the edge of your paste, the bigger the ball, the less the frill. Yeah. So when you go around the edge of a leaf or a petal, you don't want it all wavy. You want it to just thin the edges so that it's nice and fine when it goes into into your vein, and you want it practically flat. So the bigger the ball, the less the frill. On that note, (laughs) (laughs) Robert, thank you so much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure and it's been wonderful listening to you. You're very, very welcome. So, Erica, after that amazing chat with um, Robert, who's your one to watch this month? This month, my one to watch is someone I've been watching for a long time. And I don't know why I haven't done this sooner, but I think there's been other things that have been more topical. And this is, uh, I apologise if I say her name wrong. We did message her, but we haven't had a reply. But also, I don't think she speaks English, so understandable. Um, it is Marriott Nisilla. So on Instagram, she is M for Mike, E-R-U-Y-E-R-T underscore N-U-R-S-I-L-A. Yeah. And she is based in Kazakhstan. She is a does origami cake designer. Mm, love that. And she does do the most fantastic sculptural cakes. I think they're mostly done with chocolate. I'm not 100%. Um, there's a little post where she's talked about herself a bit. So she's around 22 or 23 years old currently. And... She's been doing confectionery since she was 13 or 14. And I don't know enough about Kazakhstan to know whether this is a style that is very popular in Kazakhstan and mm. she's kind of following a trend or whether she's leading the trend and actually there's not many people doing what she's doing. But what she's doing is amazing and it is very different. It's very origami, sculptural. There's a lot of videos so you can see how she does stuff. Mm. And a lot of it is to do with getting textured paper, which she felt it looks like paper. It might not be. Yeah. which she folds and then pours the chocolate on and lets it set and then wraps. Um, 
but gets the crispest, cleanest edges and sharpest corners you've ever seen and doesn't make a mess. It doesn't go everywhere. It's just incredible. And I absolutely love all the angles and all the lines and just the way she puts things together. It's just such such clean lines. It's just unbelievable. She does make it look very easy. I think I would end up with a huge just chocolate mess. Yeah. They're all tall cakes. There's a lot of tiered cakes. Um, I think they're all wrapped with this, I don't know if it's cardboard, if it's paper, what it is. Um, and then you sort of see her peeling it off. But they're great. They're so different. And so there's like some of it's airbrushed, some of it's pre-coloured. Um, some of it, I know she's done some with that, what, I don't know what you call it, where you spray on the buttercream and it look, looks, maybe it's not buttercream, but the sprays that look like velvet. Oh, yes, I know. I know what you anyway. mean. Yes. I think it's a chocolate spray, isn't it? Yeah. Cause that, mm. Yeah, I think, I don't know if it's what it Gives is. Gives it a velvet anyway, texture. It's on, looks like velvet. I yeah. Think it might be co- yeah, is it cocoa butter, maybe? Yes, I've got a feeling. And um, she's done, the last couple of videos I really like as well. So she's done like a cone, like a Christmas tree type cone, sprayed it in the green velvet. Mm. And then around the outside layered up squares but sort of offset them so it looks a bit like a reminds me yes. a bit like the dna kind of helix double helix yeah. sort of shape yeah and then hidden inside is this green green tree that you won't be able to see until you cut into it so, um she can do sugar flowers she can do all sorts of things and it all looks absolutely stunning it's so tidy and neat and it's not all hidden in the photography because there's quite close-up views she works with wafer paper as well. I just absolutely love how she puts things together. Mm. And they have you can tell her super. style, absolutely. But it's all very different. Yeah, super. It is amazing. Very, very talented. Yes. I don't I don't think I would have the patience to do what she does. I don't think I would ha- I'll be tidy enough to do what she does. It would be a bit slopped absolutely everywhere. It would be yes. absolutely disastrous. But um please do go and check her out because i think her work is absolutely wonderful and really quite inspiring um so that is Marriott nasilla and apologies if i have completely butchered your name (laughs) (laughs) she's also got a shop on instagram where she does courses online that you can buy so there's an accordion cake course and a square cake course um oh wow so 150 dollars i don't know i don't know what dollars that that is unfortunately Check Excellent. her out. I shall be following her. Who have you got, Sam? So I'm going to go with Chara Jerose. And again, apologies if I have pronounced that incorrectly. So on Instagram, she is, it's C-H-A-R-R-A-J-F. Um, so Chara is an artist and she's got herself down as a decorator and mama. She is based in Seattle, Washington, Alabama. Um, and I just love, um, if you scroll down her Instagram page, apart from the fact that it's full of colour, she absolutely adores mushrooms mm. <laughs> from, from looking at what she creates. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of mushrooms, but they're also done in very different ways. So she, she uses um, um, ice malt techniques, uh, which are really different. I wouldn't have thought of, uh, you know, doing um, mushroom caps with, with ice malt. And she's got, there's loads of reels on here. You can watch for for ages some of the things she's done. Um, 
like there's bits with gelatine and there's a lady who is well she looks like she's in a lake I think kind of looking up just very serenely um in this in this lake it just you know the the colors and the textures and the way it's all put together it's very well thought through um and it's just different yeah I really love this stuff yeah it's cool isn't it yeah the jelly pops oh my god they're amazing I know and when they're half done in um uh like ice malt or um gelatine and then there's something else kind of coming out of the top yes they're like little underwater scenes that Mm. are like half under the pond and stuff and yeah it's very different it's very inspirational I think yeah I think and so. even all the way through the different way she uses isomalt on the side of cakes as well is completely yes it's different it's not your run of the yeah. mill kind of uses you know she's, she's made like little discs they almost look like glass beads but they're actually away from the side of the cake so she's obviously made some mm. kind of isomalt thing that attaches it, it just yeah, I find it really inspirational. I yeah. love I love her stuff. I love seeing it come through my feed. I love her use of colour. It's really nice and vibrant, isn't it? It is, yeah. She has done like lots of vibrant colour things against like black as well. So mm. so, so yes, go and check yeah, her out. And on she, Instagram. she uses the apple slices. Oh, do you know they're pears? They're pears. Oh, is it pears? The pear yes. slices are just Yeah. And so she colours them. Amazing. Yeah, I was watching. She's got two yeah. techniques of colouring. One of them was with sugar, and she coloured sugar and sprinkled it mm. over and then baked the pears in the oven. And then there's another one where she's mm. um, she's actually blended colours into a paste and put it on the um, on the pears and, again, baked them in the oven. And then they come out, and she's moulded. I think it's mm. the one um, where she's moulded them into mushroom caps. So okay. if you go down her feed... Oh, I've seen them before. Yeah, she's made the mushroom caps from pear slices. So that's so that's Chara, or Chara, from uh, Seattle. Love her. Chara Jarose. Yeah. Go check her out. Right, well, I think, I think for our mammoth session, we've actually finished this month, haven't we? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> so. Thank you all very much for listening to us. Um, if you'd like to leave us a review anywhere where you listen to us, that would be absolutely lovely. Or tell your friends to listen to, that would be equally as appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow us on Instagram at the Sugarcraft Junkies, where we will be posting pictures of things that we've mentioned this episode. And we'll be back on the 9th of March. So take care and we will speak to you then. Bye. Bye.